Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Claire DiNicola with the PIA Partnership, and we are delighted today to have Erica Rivera from State Auto with us to talk about how we motivate and retain our teams with the lens of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And she's got a lot of experience in this area and a lot of current experience and ideas for us. So I am delighted to welcome Erica. Erica, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here with you. I'd like to start with maybe you just sharing with our audience a little bit about your background and what you've been doing at State Auto. Thank you. Um, Well, I have been in the insurance industry for over 20 years, probably going on 25 now, currently working for State Auto in the role of culture and inclusion lead. Um, Prior to that, I was in more of a uh, hybrid role, which was government relations and community. So I got to still work with diversity, but from a different perspective. And then prior to that, really coming into the organization in a talent acquisition function, but with, again, that bent toward diversity and inclusion and always making sure that as an organization, we were not only just going out to recruit talent, but we were retaining them by making sure that all of our talent felt included. So it's really been an interesting journey. That's great. So you definitely have a a broad and current perspective. And as I said, we're talking to agents today, and, and I'm sure that, you know, many of these same things apply to agents, but we'll put the lens on it of, you know, how does an agency, some are large agencies, some are mid-sized agencies, some are small agencies. Mm-hmm. But let's start with this idea of, we hear diversity, equity, inclusion all the time. We've heard these terms for a while, but not everybody knows exactly what they mean. And I know they all mean different things. So can you help us understand the terms and how we need to be thinking about them today? Sure. Claire, you know, simple is best to me. So there are lots of technical definitions out there, but if it's overly technical, I find that I don't gravitate to those. So what I try to keep in mind is something that keeps me both honest and intentional. First, diversity is representation of people at a party, if you think about it in terms of a party. And then inclusion is involvement in the party. So if diversity is representation and inclusion is involvement, then equity is fair involvement. And that's where no one person controls the party itself. Equity ensures that all voices matter, that they're heard and are welcome. So that's really the easy definition for me. What a great analogy, and you really do make it easy for us. I thought that was going to be a long and complicated explanation, and that is super simple for everybody to understand. So now let's take it and think about agencies' businesses. And they're serving agencies just like every other business, right? But many agencies are small business people, are serving communities that are increasingly diverse. Mm -hmm. And it seems logical that they should reflect the makeup of their customers within their agencies. Do you have any thoughts about how they should be thinking about that? And, and if we think about sort of the super small agencies that may hire a new person once every couple of years, even, Mm -hmm. you know, how should they be thinking about it? Sure. I would say that agencies should think about diversity, not as a nice thing to do, but a strategic imperative, a strategic business imperative. You know, as our communities become increasingly diverse, our world, of course, is becoming increasingly diverse. The demands for suitable products and services and how business gets done will also become diverse. So I'll give you a quick example. In my neighborhood, we're beginning to see an increase in Asian Indian population. So along with that increase, 
became new retail, restaurants, and establishments that are geared to meet the changing needs of this growing diverse community. Establishing a diverse mix of business needs to meet this new demand of our new neighbors was not just a nice thing to do, but a strategic business imperative for the local Chamber of Commerce. So if agencies want to maintain relevance and continue profitable growth, which is everyone's goal, diversity should always be a part of the annual strategic planning process. All the tentacles that you look at as you plan for your business year should include an element of diversity, inclusion, and equity, diversity of staff, product offerings, your community outreach, and so on. Now, for those smaller agencies who may not recruit and, and they're not doing it often, the good thing about diversity, equity, and inclusion is that it's not only focused on recruitment. So there's always something that can be done. So smaller agencies may still want to frequently look at how relevant are we in the community. Find out what matters most to the communities that surround you. So many of us spend time at our computers, we log in, we log off, we lock the door and we go home. But if you want to maintain relevance, find out how to meet the needs in a meaningful way to build strategic relationships that will over time eventually lead to this business profitability and growth. And then when you do need talent, you don't find yourself in a situation where you have to work so hard for it because people will recommend people to you if they know you. Mm -hmm. So people are people no matter where you go. People like doing business with people that they like and never underestimate that power of being likable. So even if you're not hiring, find a way to get out into the community and improve your likability and relevance factor. That's great advice. So really think about it broadly versus narrowly and be creative Absolutely. about it. You can Absolutely. Partnerships or, and so many agencies do community work that this makes total sense. Well, so if we turn inward a little bit, so we were talking about recruiting and sort of looking outward in the community, but let's look inward. And again, along with this idea that you're presenting is that um, diversity, equity, inclusion is not a separate concept, but it's integrated completely within the agency strategy. When we think about employee retention, and as we were preparing for this, you referred me to an, uh, an industry article, I think, about employee mm -hmm. happiness. Yeah. And I'd love to talk about that for a minute and what kinds of things contribute to employee happiness Mm -hmm. um, and therefore contribute to retention. And what kinds of things should agency principals be thinking about when it comes to laying the groundwork for happier employees? Absolutely. Well, I'll give you a quick caveat. Now, that article was from the Insurance Journal, and it was written back in 2015. So given the state of our current situation, it represents a much different time. But the basic premise remains the same. Um, most attribute employee happiness to money. We, we make that mistake in corporate America, in agencies. Everybody wants to say, oh, they're not happy because they're not getting paid. But this article really challenged that assumption by asserting that despite increases in salary and total compensation, many agency employees continue to be unsatisfied when it unsatisfied when it comes to overall compensation because of how much harder staff and owners are having to work to earn that money. So according to um, a PNC industry consultant, his name is Chris Barand, I love him, agencies and staff are stressed now as carriers continue to place additional work on their agencies, which in turn places a lot of strain on people. So the pressure for agents to grow faster is really immense. So now let's back up and we compound that stress with the stresses of the pandemic, quarantine, 
homeschooling, election, race relations, that pressure can seem overwhelming. So now it's important for agency principals to really pay, pay close attention to retention, engagement, attraction, and development of current agency members. And even if you're not recruiting and you're not attracting talent, you may not be um, aggressively attracting, but you're always passively attracting talent. Right. So emotional intelligence is important as well, because now you're looking at how do I connect with that individual? So those are some of the things that Agencies should really focus on that will contribute to engagement, happiness, and that sense of fulfillment and belonging. And as we look at grain, laying the groundwork for the happier employers, remember that every person handles things differently. So spend time getting to know your people. This is a time when if you never did it before, it's time to really exercise that interpersonal skills. Spend time getting to know what makes them tick. Build those authentic relationships because in lack of that person-to-person -person contact that we're used to making um, prior to all of this, we're missing that. So people need to feel as though they belong. They need to feel emotionally embraced in different ways. So remind your associates or your employees that we know that you're an individual and you're not just a cog in a wheel that we have hired to accomplish a work-related task. Invest in humility and humanity by showing compassion and then that vulnerability. So just get better at speaking people is really what it's all about. Yeah, and so many of the uh, of the some of the winning agencies I've talked to, and some of them that are really successful, they talk about their agencies as a family. The principal yes. talk about it. Yeah, and that's that's really what cool. it's about. So, so just teeing off though that sense of belonging, and that really can impact your ability to not only retain staff but hopefully have them happy to go that extra mile when it's asked to them, but. And the agency principles are one thing, but what are some of the things they could do to create a more inclusive environment broadly within their agencies among all the employees to make mm. sure that, you know, nobody is left out of that party, if you will? Absolutely. I love that question. You know, have real conversations and not just the necessary conversations that you do for performance reviews or when you need to really correct um, a, a behavior, but have conversations that encourage individuals to bring their whole self to the workplace. There's no more work time, off time, personal time, you know, all of it, we spend so much time on our computers and a lot of us in our homes that you really have to work at having these real conversations, create more opportunities for employees to share and to be heard. So you're encouraging safe spaces for employees to share feelings about what's going on outside of work. What happens outside can and will have an effect on productivity inside. So you might as well address it. So take time out to allow your people to be themselves and not robots employed to accomplish business goals. We spend more time with people at work than we do with people in our own families sometimes and communities. And the people in our work groups may represent the most diverse communities with whom we come in contact. So maximize that opportunity to role model these inclusive environments and thereby being the change you wish to see in the world. So that would be my thought of how to create a more inclusive environment. That's great. So now let's go back to the strategy. You raised it that this is a business imperative. So uh, one of the benefits of having a diverse team or a, a predisposition and openness to diversity as an agency 
is that the agency can be more agile and, and can drive more innovation. Can you expand on that and talk a little bit about how that, how you know, diversity can contribute to, to growth and innovation? Absolutely. Um, I like to use the term strategic agility um, because I like the business definition of that. And that strategic agility is the ability for companies to stay competitive in their business by adjusting to new innovative ideas and then using these ideas to create new products and services as well as new business models. Now, let's look at that with the lens of diversity. What better way to get new and innovative ideas to create new products and services than to incorporate diversity? Diverse teams are proven to be more innovative, productive, and effective. So if we look at innovation and diversity, the more diverse your teams, the more diversity of ideas you have for consideration, thus promoting and innovate that nurturing innovation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you even mentioned, right, the changing dyna- um, demographic of the, um, your, the area you live in and the new types of businesses that are springing up, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're not only aware of it within the agency, but know how to sell to that community or even know what products those businesses need, that can, um, it can really become a whole new uh, growth, growth angle for your agency, for sure. Absolutely. And then challenging your agency employees to get out and find out about the new businesses in the area. Find out what are their cultures? What are their customs? What's taboo to do and what's not? There may be some things, some practices that you've had in the past that may be offensive to this culture. But that's how you become innovative and you grow by being flexible and bending with the community that's around you. Yeah, that's great. So, so you and I have had some, some uh, discussions around this idea of unconscious bias, which mm-hmm. we're throwing in a whole other term, but I'd love to hear a little bit from you about what it is and what are some of the things that agency principals um, could be doing to create greater awareness of this in their agencies. Absolutely. I, I, a few years back, um, I facilitated a campaign for several high school students. I think we covered about 500 students by the time we were done. But it's to bring awareness about the dangers of distracted driving. But during that process, I learned about our brain. And I learned that our brain is constantly looking for these efficiencies in an effort to help us get better at doing things quicker. Mm-hmm. So it develops shortcuts. Well, those shortcuts can lead to inaccurate stereotypes. And then those inaccurate stereotypes leads to unconscious bias. So unconscious biases are these social stereotypes about certain groups of people that individuals form outside of their own conscious awareness. So we all have them and we all need to have them addressed. I think it would be a good idea for agency principals to begin by having a candid discussion about stereotypes. You may not be accustomed to the word bias, unconscious bias. Start with stereotypes. And talk about how those inaccurate stereotypes can work against goals to operate as one inclusive team. Start with your own team. And then you can start with examples in the community if you want. But admit and understand that we all have biases. And those biases don't make you bad people. But you have to learn to interrupt those biases that work against your business goals and works your against your community goals. Now, there are lots of free resources online and many YouTube videos if you need help to jumpstart that conversation. But first, commit to at least starting the conversation and then being open to allowing people to share individual perspectives and be prepared and understand that just as each person is unique, each person will have a different and unique perspective, which means that they may not all agree, but be okay with that at the very start and don't shy away from those uncomfortable conversations. 
So one thing I would say quickly is if you find that you never have an uncomfortable conversation, it probably means that someone's not being honest. You know, in relationships when they say, oh, we never argue. Well, that's because somebody is not telling the truth. So yeah, be, be ready for that. <laughs> open. Yes. And a couple of things. One is you referred to some resources and your team has been great at sharing resources. So those are going to be available on this site, Winning at Wonderful. Talent. So we're Wonderful. developing a whole section on diversity, equity, and inclusion. So, and we're going to share a lot of the resources that you all have, um, have provided to us. Um, in terms of this idea of, and you've said it a couple of times, this idea of having uncomfortable conversations, is it a, a process? I imagine it is that the first conversation may get you only so far and then you have to be mm -hmm. open to having ongoing discussions in this area. Exactly. Absolutely. It's a process and you have to give yourself time and understanding that no one gets this right 100% of the time. So if you understand that and you go in with the humility that I am not the expert, I am here to learn and grow, then with each conversation, you'll find that you'll get deeper and deeper and you'll be able to pull more and more out of the conversation, but start from a place of vulnerability and always assume positive intent that the person in front of you, they're not saying things to be offensive intentionally. In most cases, some may, but in most cases, they're not intentionally doing things to offend you. So assume positive intent, assume innocence, and have that vulnerability. And it's easy to start moving through the progress of those conversations. That's great. So if we, we've talked about a lot in a quick period of time, and I guess what I would ask, is there any advice or practical things you would give to agencies today that really want to get started in this area? Are there things that they should be thinking about? Absolutely. There's a couple things that I will try to say quickly because there's always lots of ideas in my head. Um, but first of all, simple. Don't forget to just be human. Start with that. Remember that people are people, like I mentioned earlier, and they like to be heard, even if their voice is not as loud as some others, or even if their voice is not in agreement with yours. And remember this old saying that people don't care how much you know unless they know how much you care. So starting with that. And remember that nobody can do everything, but everybody can do something. So just because you don't have all the answers or know how to appropriately address a situation doesn't mean that you shy away from the conversation altogether. Um, humility, have that humility to learn and grow together. We did this exercise, um, and you probably remember this clear, that I am, I am not, yeah. um, to uncover those stereotypes. And, and I'll give you an example, and I'll relate that to, to a tip in a minute. But the I am, I am not, I, lots of people, because I'm tall and I'm African-American, they assume that I am an athlete and must play basketball. So my I am, I am not was, I am a tall African-American, but I am not an athlete. So I share that because it's related to leadership and humility. One of our leaders during this discussion said, I'm a leader, but I am not the expert. So if you understand as an agency principal that you are not the expert, it really helps you to lead with humility in service to your staff. And you'll find that you'll grow both personally and professionally if you can just incorporate that humility. One last thing that I would share is there's two questions that I always concluded our conversations in unconscious bias with is ask yourself daily, who am I being today? 
who am I? Am I being intentional about this work? Or am I just a flash in the pan? Am I just doing it because everybody else is talking about it? But be intentional and always ask yourself, who am I being? Am I being the person that I intend to be? Or have I fallen back into old habits? Negative behavior never takes a day off, so never sh neither should you. The second piece of that is, what can I do next? Constantly look for ways to self-improve while always remembering the importance of self-care. What can you do next for others? And then what can you do next for yourself to make sure that you're in the proper mindset to be of service to others? Those would be my tips. That's great advice, Erica. Really fantastic way to end this. And I really thank you so much for this excellent insight and advice for agents. Um, oh, we were very lucky to have you for this. So thank you uh, so much. Thanks for having me, Claire. It was lots of fun.